I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as f***. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode five. What, what? Double drop this week. Two episodes in one day. We were feeling it was, you know, we just, we miss a little bit of that season one energy where we had a couple episodes a week. So here's a surprise, double drop. We also, we also wanted to do something that felt like very, very broad audience. Like anyone could listen no matter where you're at in your wedding planning. And that would have been the episode before this. This one is a little more specific. And, uh, but yeah, we, we're dropping too. We'll do that maybe from time to time. Yeah, don't whatever get, we don't, feel. Don't expect it. It's not going to be a thing. We're no. not going all the way back to season one. No, but, uh, no. But this was Ashley's idea. So thank Ashley. Yeah. Well, also you guys, you may have listened to this original episode back in season one. It was a big boy. Yes, we like to call we like to call big episodes beefy boys. They, it was a it was beefy, a beefy boy. boy. It was a beefy man. It was. So if you hour already, and a half episode, if you already listened to the guest list anxiety, which was all the way at episode seven, then you're going to hear similar information again. However, this time we have a different perspective going into it in the yep. way that Chris and I are at a different point in our lives. And the world is at a different point. So yeah, totally. And then it also has season two energy where we're going to get quick straight to the point, give you the info that you need. Hour and a half. I still can't believe we did that. We were <laughs> looking, we were looking at our notes from season because we have for a lot of the episodes, we have like these uh, long lists of what our no- notes were. And Ashley was like, oh my God. This was so boring. There's no way. She's like, uh, uh, we used like definitions and all yeah. sorts of stuff. We're just going to throw out all that stuff out the window. Yeah. And today we are going to focus in on having a conversation about how to anxiety proof your guest list. Yes. And by anxiety proof, no, it maybe won't completely get rid of your anxiety about guest right. lists. Not a hundred percent. But like we're going to put some tools in your toolbox that are going to help to make it a little bit easier. My husband is vacuuming. So if you hear that in the background. I hear it. It's so loud. <laughs> no, I'm apologies. kidding. I literally don't hear anything. <laughs> really well, quick, really quick before we jump straight into the episode little housekeeping little housekeeping we um i mentioned this at the end of the last episode but we are now on youtube so if you'd prefer to watch us talk instead of just listen to us talk because maybe you want to see our faces our hands doing things yes i talk with my hands a lot actually does talk with with your hands i used to when i preached yeah you don't but i think maybe because i'm sitting yeah. I don't. But yeah, I, you're very active with your hands. Super. You know, uh, for anyone that watches us, uh, do you ever watch my face? Yeah. I look so uninterested. <laughs> like I I just like I don't know. I need to smile more. Well, our in uh, I pay, I pay attention to that in editing. And so are you ever like, what the fuck, dude? No, smile. I just like, don't put you? your you on. Like if you're <laughs> look or like if I find myself looking off cuz like I get a notification on my phone or right, I'm looking yeah. down at a note. I know no, that can that be distracting. Sense. So I'll just have it be you. So it's edited decently. Um, but we're new to the YouTube world. So if you'd prefer that, you can definitely go listen over there. Yeah, we also the show notes. at this time have at least 
probably more than seven episodes in our Patreon, maybe eight. Those are bonus fun episodes. Chris and I talk about wedding stuff sometimes, but like also like business and personal, personal stuff. And have some fun. We had an episode recently where we got like really vulnerable and I got off and I was like, wow, that was, that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got, and we got some fun conversations. They are. Thing, so they it's are. Just Chris lot, and I normally, we used to, sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. No, you're okay. We used to back in season one, like warm up, and that you like heard the warm up on the episode. So now we yeah. just put them on Patreon for the people who miss that like can- such candid conversation. So yeah. So if you're someone that's like, I really miss like like the podcast, but I'm not wedding planning anymore. Patreon's where you should be. Yeah, that's it's where, that's where all that stuff is. Five bucks a month. Yeah, to get, to help help get- us support the podcast. It will be good. You help us pay our bills yep. and upgrade our storage on Google Drive. Mainly <laughs> upgrade our storage on Google Drive. <laughs> we need more storage. Okay. So, so with that being said. To this episode. When we talk about anxiety proofing your guest list, we obviously know that like nothing is is ever foolproof. You know, like, but like Ashley was saying, we're just going to give you some tools to help you get through this very anxiety uh, filled process for some people. And one of the biggest reasons why I think that this process is full of anxiety is because there are lots of outside voices that feel the need yeah. to help influence how this takes shape, mainly parents, mom yeah. and dad. Well, especially if they are financially contributing to the wedding, there's a layer of added pressure. And while I think it's warranted, like they should have an input whenever, and that's just some personal opinion also, but yeah. if they're contributing financially to the wedding, yes, they kind of are paying their way in with an opinion yeah um that's true however you're going to get those external and even if they aren't contributing to the wedding they're going to you're going to get opinions from other people on who they think should be invited um which is a really big thing but on other people like your spouse may want a big wedding you may want a small wedding or you guys decide mm -hmm. that you want around a 200 person wedding or something but then you realize 170 of the guests that are invited are all yours and they're only got 30 and you're like now what yeah it's it's a whole process it's it's a lot to sift through and quite honestly i think that a lot of people end up putting it off longer than they should which kind of leads us into our first point if you don't know when you should start actually crafting your guest list spoiler alert it's the first thing that you need to do before you do anything else and if you're already past that you've already done other things it's fine but if you haven't do this first and this is this is really important because the size like a lot of people go venue first which i get and i understand because you need a date and you can't get a date without a venue yeah you want to get the date nailed down but how do you know how big of a venue that you actually need. Like maybe you're really overestimating and you're like going for a 250 person venue. But then once you guys actually get into the conversations and you and your partner decide like, wow, we We really want this to be mainly family and a couple of close friends, you know, like, and you end up at about a hundred when, you know, a hundred people on your guest list, you could have saved yourself a lot of money in a smaller venue. Yeah. And it could have felt more quaint and more intimate, you know, on that that was the experience that my husband and I had when we first decided that we were going to get married. I, my guest list was like, I was thinking it was going to be like 150 people, like not everybody, but like a lot of people. And it wasn't until like working through our guest list and I'm like jotting all the names down that it hit us 
because like I made I made a list which you guys there's a freebie by the way in the show notes that we made last year and yeah, it's, it's a, a good one guest list creator it'll help you create your first draft which you should do before doing anything else because it determines your budget all the things but in doing this first draft I wrote down everybody and I'm like okay here's our amount this is what we want and then we're like okay but who are our must-haves and our maybes and then encircling the maybes and then like putting like a big cloud around the must-haves I realized in looking at Justin with like our wedding why we were like we only want our must-haves you saw a trend yep and that made it completely changed the venues that I was looking at. Originally, I was looking at wedding venues, and then I ended up looking at like a teeny little like Airbnb lodge thing. This is so interesting. So Lara and I, pretty much in one night, uh, we were up very late, uh, and it, we in like two hours we planned our whole vow renewal, the, our ten year vow renewal. But oh, really? we spent a lot of yeah. And now now here's the funny thing is after we did that, we're like we don't know if that's the route we want to go. Like we but planned I feel it like all it, out. It's the executing that takes it was, place first. But the hardest part, honestly, was guest list because yeah. we wanted it to be intimate, but we felt like, so I totally understand. Like it is tough to like rank your people and to mm-hmm. essentially get, but you have to start this process early. Uh, this goes into our second point that, and you, you already said it, but your guest list determines your budget. Every single dollar is ahead. Every single person that, or every head is a dollar. Uh, every person that you invite is a place setting, is a chair, is a meal. An is invitation. A, it's all of those a things. Napkin. And so, right. So you think like, oh, uh, you know, our, our I'm just going to do easy math. Our wedding is a hundred people and their meal is uh, $10. And so that's only, what's, that's a thousand, right? Yeah. I literally yeah. was like, I think that's, that's a thousand. That's a thousand dollars. When really you don't factor in that the invitation is this and this and this, and you're not at $10 a person for their meal, you're probably more at like $30 mm-hmm. a person. And if you don't know that information ahead of time, it's really going to mess with your budget. Yes, abs- absolutely. And something else when thinking about making, because you're going to make your draft. And when that time comes, which this kind of just goes into the next point, Each person that you invite to your wedding is essentially time on your wedding day because you're going to want to say hello to each and every single person that's there or you may feel guilty the next day, you know, just whatever. You you feel obligated. They're there to see you. You do want to say hi to them. Yeah. And if there's somebody that you don't want to say hi to, you don't want to give five minutes of your very short mingling time period to them maybe reconsider who you're inviting because each person not only is a dollar, but they're also time. I love that. I love that. They're not just, you know, every, you only have a limited amount of time on your wedding day. And so it's like, do you want to spend a part of that budget on them people? Now, sometimes you got Aunt Carol and you have to invite her and you don't really want to because she's going to talk to you about her knitting and the blah, blah, blah. But you have to. Yes. She's Aunt Carol. Yes. But maybe you have a childhood friend that you grew up with and you feel obligated to invite them to your wedding uh, because you didn't choose them to be in your wedding party and that you were in their wedding party. So now you at least have to invite them. You don't. You don't. That'll be a hard conversation and a hard bridge you may have to cross, but you don't have to. And this goes perfectly into us talking about the next thing that you need to do after you've determined your budget and you've realized like, wow, every head is a dollar. 
is that you need to set guest list boundaries. Ashley, what are guest list boundaries? These essentially are sectors of the relationships. I'm calling them sectors, but sectors of the relationships in your life. You have your work friends, you have your family, you have your family friends, kids, extended family, plus ones. These are all different sectors of your life that you have to juggle and think about, okay, this is time and money on my wedding day. Who is it that's going to make the cut? Are my work friends going to make the cut? Are my mom's work friends going to make the cut? Is extended family a yes? Are kids a yes? So figure out those first before moving into the actual names of people. Yeah. Because that's a boundary that you're setting for yourself. And it will keep you from going over and adding people. So let's say that you are religious and you have church friends. Maybe you decide we're not going to have the church sector in this guest list. And maybe you're close to like, uh, I don't know, maybe you have a softball league or something like that. CrossFit. I just throw CrossFit. Although and CrossFit, you guys I feel like most people, would make the that's cut. like their family. <laughs> But, but let's say you're let's say you're new. You're new to CrossFit and you can see these people playing a huge part in your life, but you're very new. Like maybe you decide to not invite the CrossFit sector or in the church sector. But you decide to invite your family, your uh no family friends. We're gonna do friends and here's how we're gonna determine the friends. But basically you have to sound boundary set boundaries because it's gonna help keep you on track. Yep. So next we're gonna actually do the draft. It is the draft. We are and, doing the fantasy. Did you do your? Did you do yours on paper? Or did you do yours? I like did mine on, on paper, like on a text. Oh, I did mine okay. on paper. I have literally the paper. Yeah. I feel like you've brought it out and you've showed it before. I have. I have the paper and the circles and everything. So you're gonna create that draft. How did? Wait, did how did you do it? Uh, the first time we did it, we did it on paper. This last time, uh, I did it in the notes app. Yeah. Like for the vow renewal. Yeah. There's also significantly less people. Though. Yeah. And that's crazy going back, knowing like, wow. There were people that we were really close to when we got married that now, and really the the whole our whole thought process behind who we're inviting, like our boundary was, who are people who have played a significant role in our life that have been there for really high moments, really low moments, like That's if they have boundary. been a part. That was our boundary that we had set, and we even had a big discussion about like whether or not we were going to invite our our families. We decided to, but we definitely had the conversation yeah. like, I don't want to get low with yeah. your mom there you know yeah. like same that's she said the same thing so interesting yeah so you're yeah, you're we, gonna make this fantasy draft in a note on your phone uh-huh. or on paper whatever works for you there's also the guest list draft creator in the podcast not podcast what what, what what word do i want show notes show notes um it's just a pdf not enough room to do this by the way but there's a bunch of like check boxes on it so by creating your Oh my gosh, words. <laughs> words are hard. Words. <laughs> so when you create your guest list draft, you're going to use those sectors, those boundaries that we created previously, family, friends, family, friends. You can write that down at the top, friends, and then write down all of your friends. And then family, write down all of your immediate family, extended family, write down all of your extended family. Who gets a plus one? You can do that later if you want. But our yeah. plus one's a thing? Decide. So write that down, the categories, and then list everybody. Just brain dump. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the ways that we refined is we went through that and we started asking like, okay, like pretty much like you and Justin did. Like, okay, now we have this list of all the people in our lives who are the non-negotiables. And so then we went through and it was very easy 
I mean, that's the easiest part is you have the people that are your non-negotiables. It gets harder when you go anything past the non-negotiables. Yeah. Well, because then, uh, then you have like the, what do they call that? Oh, gosh. It's like the if then, like if I invite this person, then I have oh, to yeah. invite this person. Well, like, if I invite this person from work, then I have to invite the whole office. Yeah. Right. It's like that. But let me just tell you, you don't. Yes. But, but that's it where feel, it gets hard. It feels like it. It feels like it. And I don't know. I, I, I struggle with this because I, well, I know it's easy to say that. You don't have to. But I know that there is a lot of emotional stress that sometimes comes with that. With like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that. And I, and I get that. I totally understand that. I mean, um, that's where we ended up doing a really small wedding was just because I was like, I don't want to have to have the conversation and the, I look at it as confrontation. Really, it's just communicate. I don't really want to have to communicate the why yeah. behind why we're only inviting one coworker and not 20 coworkers. Um, I didn't want to have to do that. And so that's where, how we ended up going so small with 13 people. I just yeah. didn't want to have the conversation. but. You can have, because you had that boundary, know why you have that boundary. That's something totally. that you can do when creating the boundaries. Why are we not allowing the all the work people money? You know, maybe that's your boundary. Or maybe you have a venue size restriction. Um, any yeah. of those reasons why are really good backings for when someone asks. And you're like, well, we're actually only, um, you know, permitted to invite this many people. And so we had to keep it here or something. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Make and keep your maybes. Like maybe there's some people that it's like you get to them and you're like, ah, I just don't know. Write a maybe down by them. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, like once you've kind of got your, all your, your, um, non-negotiables and then your next tier down, which was like, Hey, these are the people that we want here. And, and then you get to your maybes and then review those, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, ah, these were maybes. And, and I perfect, I think it's totally acceptable when you have people in your life that are like new friends, new people that you're like, oh, I don't know if I can invite them because I can see us being close to them. Like, I just want to go ahead and tell you, invite those people. I feel like those are the people that you're going to regret not inviting. Like, even if, if it's a fairly new friendship of a couple months. Well, you sometimes. also have permission to like, remember, this is a draft and this guest list draft also may not be your final guest list. But what this guest list will do is it will give you an estimation of how many people you're going to have. It will start to make things really clear for you, like what type of wedding you want, how many people that you want. You start to actually visualize it besides oh, it totally. just being an idea in your head. And so it doesn't have to be final. This is just a draft. This gives you the idea so that you can pick a venue that's around the right size. This gives yep. you a budgetary idea. And so when you do this, know that you don't really have to have a final guest list until eight weeks before the wedding when you officially send out invitations. Yeah, let's say you have you have 100 people nailed down and just to be safe, you want to make it 125. And, and that's you just plan based off number. of 125. Yep. Right? You do not need to finalize this until like, it's probably safe to say three months before. Save the dates, go out six-ish to eight months before the wedding, whenever, I mean, in that range. But even if some you don't send somebody a save the date, you can have extra save the dates and give them to them if you become friends later. You don't have to send them a save the date totally. at all, but still send them an invitation. Yeah, You yeah. may get some no RSVPs and then you have your CrossFit friends. I don't do CrossFit. I just know that they're tight. The, the family yeah, is so tight-knit. Tight so it's a good family. example. 
So maybe you decided no to the CrossFit friends, you got closer over the last year, and you got some RSVP no's, you can now turn to your CrossFit friends and it's not like a, you guys were second rate. It was, we didn't have room on our guest list and we really wanted you to come. We have room now because part of our extended family can't travel. Would you guys want to come to the wedding? Like I got yeah. invited last minute to weddings because we became friends like through the wedding planning process. And last yep. minute they had room and they were like, do you guys want to come? And we were like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like I was honored. Yeah. And people will view it as an honor. You know, I don't think many people will be upset about it at yeah. all. So they've created their guest lift, guest list draft. Guest lift. Guest lift. Guest list draft. Now, the whole reason you're making this draft, and we didn't get too much into this, but this next one is kind of the whole, this is how you are going to pr like anxiety-proof your guest list. What you're going to do is you're going to reach out to uh, your parents and your partner's parents, and you're going to create two separate meetings, not together, two separate meetings, and you're going to say, hey, mom, hey, dad, we just wanted to get together, and we have created a guest list draft, and, he and we just wanted to talk about it with you guys and get your input on input on it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we just wanted to let you know, here's what we were thinking. And we wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe chime in and suggest some people or add some people. This is going to do a couple things. But the biggest thing that it's going to do is it's going to, I really think, catch your parents by surprise. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they have their shit together. Like yes. they made a guest list and we you didn't have to go... bother them about it. No. And let me tell you, they will. They will bother you about it. And it becomes so annoying to get nagged. So just go ahead and get ahead of it. Yes. Knock out the first draft and yes. then initiate the conversation. They're going to be so impressed with you. And I think you'll go into that meeting with a little more leverage and respect because you, you like took a step. Yeah. Also, you're making in the, in these meeting, in this meeting, we're calling it a meeting. Like you could just have dinner and be like, Hey, we want to talk about, right. um, we want to talk about something with you guys for the wedding and you show up and a, you're going to make your wants clear to them. And then B, you're going to present the guest list and tell them what they can do with it. Like we have this many people. We tried to think of everybody. We might've missed a couple of people. We still have a little bit of room, you know, we can still add and you can make up a number that makes sense to you. Like we can still add yeah. about 10 people to the list if there are any, if there is anybody that we missed. However, this is what we really want. We want a wedding that feels intimate. We want a wedding where when we go to every table, we know everybody there. Yeah, that's a big one. If that's, if that's a want for you, you know, sure. maybe you want yeah. the whole town there. That's fine too. But <laughs> If that's a want for you, you want to know everybody there because you're investing time in each person, then make that want clear. And then they can do that with that information as they wish because you're setting that boundary up front. Now, maybe this is just a different perspective. Maybe you have a parent who can be potentially a little overbearing for you and you feel like maybe I might need to entertain this parent because they're going to want my attention and I don't have the space for that on my wedding day. I don't know. This is a random scenario, but it's something to no, consider. No, but I actually think this is a this is a really good point. So, you may be standing Thank you by the way. You may be You're standing welcome. in a position where you want to know everybody really well at the wedding. However, 
you have this dynamic with your family member and it just might be easier to allow them to invite their best friend that maybe you're, you don't know very well, but it's their best work friend and you know that they will have that parent or person in your world will have a much better time if they have that person with them on their wedding day, you know, their best friend or whatever. I would personally give that invite to them so that they are taken care of on the day and I don't necessarily have to worry about it so much. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's and not everyone, a situation in my world, but right. I've seen it. Everyone knows their family dynamics and how their parents act in certain situations. And so obviously, I mean, you know your family, you know how they're going to react uh, most times. And so this can be a strategic move that not only benefits you, but also them. And it's like a win-win for everyone. And so in these situations, it's worth it if this is your dynamic, to go ahead and spend the additional X amount of dollars yes. to let your parents invite their have neighbors a, who you know you, yeah. who you know who know you and saw you growing up, but you would have never thought to invite them, but yeah. they're best friends with them. But you know that it'll make everybody kind of have a better time. <clears throat> totally. So and so then you do this with both sets of parents. Uh, and then after that, you're going to refine the list with the changes that they've made or the suggested. I mean, you don't have to take what they say, but you're going to take that new information and you're going to make some new decisions based off of what both sets of, of parents have, have kind of said. And that's just a really easy, simple way to show honor to those people in your life, to your parents, and it's going to make them feel really good. And truthfully, at the end of the day, the decision is still in your hand. But the fact that you took the time, thought of them, heard them out, and give it gave it thought is going to mean a lot as well. Yeah, I think something to keep in mind and this isn't for everybody. Obviously, the advice that Chris and I have comes from a personal experience of ourselves, personal experience of working with couples. True. But it's not going to be a blanket statement. And none of these scenarios can possibly cover every dynamic. But something that I do want to bring up that can be like putting yourself in like their shoes and this, a lot of this conversation is surrounding parents, but I feel like that's where a lot of the conflict arises. Yeah. But you've been waiting for this day, likely for a very long time, the day that you get married. They've been dreaming of this day since the day you were born. Ooh, a lot come of on, time. girl. And having the respect to just put yourself in their shoes a little, this is not to say that they get to decide everything, but keeping in mind that they've been looking forward to this potentially ever since you were born since you like they were dreaming of it when you're in the womb and they're like I wonder who they're going to end up with one day and like just things like that like it's something that they've been thinking about forever and for a lot of parents this is a monumental step in their life as well and I think honoring them and honoring that as much as sometimes it makes you cringe or the decisions that they are bringing to the table are frustrating that can help bring some balance back when you're feeling totally. frustrated with them because it is it's emotional for everybody. It's a, it's a big day for them and we've talked about this here and there sprinkled throughout the podcast but you know I think it's really easy to get frustrated with our parents. Number 1 because we've I mean they've been in our lives. We're they so set the rules and they them. yeah, it's we're very comfortable be, with them. It's easy to be frustrated. It, very very easy. But like for a lot of people, not everyone, not everyone has great relationships with their parents they are going through something that you have yet to experience and you may not experience in your life depending on your choices. But it is a hard, emotionally charged day from what I've heard to give your child 
a way to trust your child with someone else. And this isn't even just a man to a woman thing or woman. To, I mean, it doesn't matter who they're with. Like it is difficult and a, very emotional, very happy, but also hard. Like I tear up every time during the father daughter dance, knowing that maybe one day I'm going to be doing that with Ellie. And it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot to process. And so I know I'm going to be a wreck. It's going to, it's going to de- not destroy me, but I'm, I'm going to be a wreck in the best way. Yeah. And so just keep that in mind. This is a happy day for them. But they're also processing emotions that they have never had to process. And we, like, I don't understand, you know, like, I'm not a parent. I don't know. You are a parent. So you can like foresee what that's like a little. But I still have not gone through it yet. Yeah. So we can't, as the people getting married, I feel parents deserve sometimes a little bit more grace again blanket statement that's a good word doesn't apply to everybody but they deserve a little more grace especially as we can get so frustrated because we're like this is my day you know yeah yeah so just just a little bit of insight foresight might help you be less frustrated empathy it's empathy it's just trying to have some empathy for for what they're going through as well and and there's a balance with all things you know it's like you want to stand your ground and establish yourself and and fight for the things that are worth fighting for yes you know but this, Especially maybe this is a big deal. Maybe this is a big deal for you. But I think giving up some ground, not dying on this hill of guest list stuff is one that if I was going to have to choose some of them, this might be one of the ones that I would not die on. And I would let yep. parents have some wins here. Yep. Unless you're doing, especially if Unless, you're doing a bigger wedding. But if you, if yeah. one of your whys is we're doing something small, obviously stand by things. your wedding why, but. For sure. Yeah, hopefully this helps to bring some insight. If you're struggling ever with a certain person as you're making this guest list and you're in this draft and maybe you, mom, dad, fiance, are kind of at odds about somebody or all of you can't decide, ask yourself, would I feel comfortable going to lunch with this person tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow. And if the it's answer is no, that's good kind way of to weed people out, man. Yeah. Like, like, if I don't want to go to lunch with them tomorrow, why do I want to give some of my wedding day up? Some of the most precious moments of your life. Yeah, no, that is a very good question to help refine that list if you guys get to this crossroads. You're like, oh, I just don't know about Jeremy. So like, I would never go out to lunch with Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's mm-hmm. not getting invited. Maybe I shouldn't invite Jeremy. Yeah. So we hope this is so, helpful. If you guys yeah. have any input we would love to hear it you can connect with us on instagram at the bridal breakdown facebook and our private community that all these links are in the show notes find us on yep. youtube join us yeah, on go patreon check the, go check out that freebie that ashley mentioned that is going to be in the show notes as well other than that y'all we love you guys and we don't just say that flippantly like we care about you guys we want you to have the best wedding day that is within your power to have and we want it to be intentional AF. intentional af so excited for you guys so excited for this journey connect with us we will talk to you soon see you next week bye